0: Welcome to the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast, building experiences that connect, remove friction, and deliver insights. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. I'm Ed Kless, and with me today is Lars Emmerich. Lars is the author of the Sam Jameson and Peter Kittredge Conspiracy Thriller series, read by over 1 million thriller fans. Lars is an entrepreneur, investor, Bitcoin miner, And retired F-16 pilot who writes about good guys with a bad streak and bad guys with a few redeeming qualities. In 1994, a distinguished graduate of the U.S. Air Force, a Hertz Fellow, and a two-time recipient of the Distinguished Flying Cross Medal for Valor in Combat, Lars brings a unique perspective to any discussion about literature, economics, and geopolitics. Welcome to the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast, Lars.
1: Thank you, Ed. My pleasure. Well, first off, Lars, why do you do what you do? Well, I've done a lot of other stuff, and I I don't like it as well. (laughs) I like what I do better now. (laughs) I spend a lot of time, uh, planes, trains, and automobiles, going to various meetings, and uh, I'm the kind of person, if you stick me in a meeting every Monday morning, my little killer whale fin starts to droop. You know, it's just not a a good environment for me. So I, at some point, decided to indulge my fantasies of becoming an author and a musician, and those... Two pursuits have occupied a, a good percentage of my time uh, since then.
0: And we want to talk a little bit about the connection that you have between Bitcoin and macroeconomics.
1: Yeah, this is an interesting. Uh, it's an interesting path. I was thinking a lot about what is value and how do you store it. And of course, that brings uh, that conjures money. It brings money into the equation. But money is a strange thing, at least the money that we use, because you can't hold on to just money because it disappears on you. Over time, it is inflated away. And so I was uh, I was quite concerned about that because that causes a lot of historical problems. And the uh, ability to print money uh, is a terrific way to do things like finance wars and all sorts of shenanigans. And if you print too much of it, you can make the whole thing collapse. And we see this in a number of cases throughout history. And there are some problematic things happening globally now around the US dollar uh, related to our, let's just call it lack of stewardship. Um, when you have the ability to, to print all that you want to, uh, it's really tempting to do just that. But at some point, If you print too many of those little green pieces of paper, people are going to start asking if it's really as valuable as we're supposed to pretend that it is. Of course, this is a problem. And this, um, when it goes far enough, this results in a crisis of confidence in the currency. And uh, that's the end of empires, that's the end of countries, that's the end of governments, and that's a lot of hardship and poverty for for individuals. And uh, a fiat currency where you can print it at will and it just requires everybody in charge to be on their best behavior forever. And we, we just know that it doesn't happen. And so what intrigued me about Bitcoin, and I became involved in about t- 2012, was the notion that uh, everybody is watching and voting on the transactions. Meaning uh, I could try to finagle extra Bitcoin out of nowhere but everybody else on the planet, over a million individuals, individual computers, verify every transaction. And so it's extremely difficult to pull any kind of shenanigans. And this is this kind of enforced scarcity is a a really salutary thing to have in a valuable asset. Uh, If you can't just print more of it at will, well, it remains valuable. And so this uh, this reminded me of gold which, I mean, you can't eat gold. It won't keep you warm. You can't burn it for warmth. You can't live under it for shelter, but uh, because it doesn't tarnish, we've decided that it's valuable and it's a way that we can exchange value and worth, but it has problems. It's heavy. It's hard to safeguard. It's hard to haul around. And what intrigued me about Bitcoin, in addition to the scarcity, was the, the ease of transaction. You can move all sorts of money, as much money as you want to move around the entire planet in five to ten minutes so those two things it's scarce and enforced scarcity uh, and you can transact with it very easily and the third and most important thing is everybody in the world is watching so there's no shenanigans that you can pull without everybody knowing that you tried to pull it so this is a really interesting set of ingredients for an economic experiment and i think it has potentially uh, incredibly beneficial side effects for the way that we're governed and the relationship of the individual to the state. So that's what's got me uh, got me on the hook with for Bitcoin.
0: To, quickly, two, two critiques that I've, I've heard is 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 one is that there's is nothing backing it. Uh, you know, And this would be the gold bug critique to say, well, at least gold, we have we would have gold to, to quote back it. Uh, and whereas Bitcoin isn't backed by anything. It's just, just out there. And if there's a problem with the Network uh, for for whatever reason you can't can't use it, uh, and then the second criticism that I've heard is, but it's and, it, and it's also because of it, its energy dependent, it's bad for the environment.
1: Uh, yeah, well, let me ask uh, the first one: what's nothing backing it? What backs the dollar? The full faith and credit of the United States of America. Meanwhile, we're printing like mad.
0: <laughs> so well, we're not even much... we're not even printing. We're just we're. we're just <laughs> just creating the
1: (laughs) yeah that's a euphemism for changing the numbers in the spreadsheet right Uh, so we're if if it's backed by the full faith and credit of our government our government is not behaving in a terrific way that would lead folks to uh, keep their confidence in it and it's um the way that bitcoin keeps its value is it is it is backed by the energy that is consumed to verify the transactions. And it does require energy. Um, However, I think the latest statistic I read is about one half of 1% of the global energy production is going to Bitcoin mining. Um, Interesting things are happening, though. When you build a power plant, you have to size it for maximum capacity, which you almost never reach. And so you run it at much lower than maximum capacity. And this is Uh, Quite inefficient, and so uh, Bitcoin mining operations are absorbing absorbing this excess power that allows power power companies to operate more efficiently and more predictably. The other, another interesting marriage of the two industries is uh, when you um, when you refine petroleum, you have to burn off waste gases, and you can see these these fires burning. Uh, you know, for tens of miles around these places, this is completely wasted energy. And that energy is being converted into electricity also to power Bitcoin miners. And then the next thing that is in that energy equation is what is the energy level globally that we consume to power the global banking industry? Buildings full of people uh, working day and night to clear transactions. And uh, also, what amount of energy is uh, consumed? in addition to all the destruction in all the wars that we fight by printing our, printing our money. So I think there's uh, certainly a lot of positive on the other
0: side of that energy ledger. And uh, Lars, we have an exit question that we ask all of our guests, and that is who is a hero of yours and why are they a hero?
1: That's a great question. I have learned a great deal from Sam Harris and his Waking Up app on the nature of what it's like to have a mind and to be conscious. And this sounds like a, uh, a navel-gazing, esoteric question, but it turns out it has a massive impact on the way you live every single moment. And once you discover that you can watch your thoughts and watch your emotions, instead of being dragged along with them for the ride, uh, you, know, you can find yourself a long way down a particular, a particular track before you even know you've made the choice to go there. And so it's been extremely powerful to be able to start to look at and make choices around the thoughts and emotions that come up and then pass away. So I highly recommend no affiliation, but I recommend uh, that line of thinking for lots of folks.
0: All right. And lastly, Lars, how can somebody contact you? Head over to Lars.buzz, L-A-R-S dot B-U-Z-Z. All right. Lars Emmerich, thanks so much for being a guest on the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast. Review and subscribe by searching your podcast player of choice for Sage Thought Leadership Podcast.